Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. Um, as I sit here in the studio in Cavan, in We Are Cavan Towers, um, I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick on Zoom. And Paul's got a cheeky smile on him, which means there's an argument coming up. That's that's the best way I can describe this entrance. So we've decided we're going to do our power rankings for the clubs in, in Cavan GEA and as always, myself and Paul don't fully agree on them, which is no surprise, Paul. No, there's still there's going to be fireworks here, I think, because off air, you're you're, as Ocean McConville would say, that's complete dog. <laughs> did you did you listen to Ocean <laughs> McConville with, with Paul Flynn? It was Flynn? brilliant. It was, it was unbelievable. Brilliant. It was unbelievable. He really, the real, as it went on, he became uh, more and more across the glen. The accent actually got stronger. As he went, I the thought intimidation it was... grew. <laughs> I, I thought I, it was super. I have to say, I think what what's actually happened was I don't know. Did you listen to the GEA social with Joe Brawley and and Ushin McConville on Thomas Niblock's podcast for the BBC? I did, and they, there was the bit of cut between them, and I think since that point, Ushin McConville has just grown in confidence. And we're seeing more Ocean McConville. I think he was very placid and very nice up to this point. Whereas now I think he, the, the gloves are off and he's pure cross Glen Ocean McConville. And literally at any opportunity, he's going to have a cut at you if he thinks you're saying something wrong. Like he's, he's, he's become more dominant in these discussions. Yeah, it's interesting that, that he said he's not on social media. He doesn't look, look at any type of social media, which, which is probably not a bad idea because... It allows him to to think singularly, and he's he's not being influenced by a lot of the, the rubbish that we all go on with on social media. He's just seeing mm. what's in front of him. Now, sometimes his his uh, analysis is dodgy. Like I think of several examples, and it's it no more than anyone, including ourselves, trying to trying to um, do podcasts yeah. or whatever. It's easy to pull stuff up, but like I remember being in in Breffney a few years ago, or sorry, in Kilmore a few years ago, for, and he tipped Derry to win the Ulster Championship that year. And they absolutely flopped. And I heard him last year before the Ulster final saying that Sean Patton was the best goalkeeper in Ireland, um, ahead of Cluxton even. And like that was just before the Ulster final where Patton effectively cost them the game with, with being dodgy under a high ball, stuff like that. So he, he's he's prone to a hurdle himself as we all are. But I love the way he's he's full full sure of himself, and he wasn't going to tolerate any rubbish there. And he did not let Paul Flynn away with saying. Oh, you what you said in the Sunday game didn't help. I thought that was that was brilliant because he was tuned in, he was listening to every word Flynn said, he didn't slip into autopilot and That's just it. said, Hold on, stop. What should I have said differently? 
yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I, I have to say I agree. And do you know what? I think that those arguments uh, or, or discussions, maybe not arguments, but just those discussions, I think, are, are, are great listening. They, they make for really good listening. And, and I'm sure that the pair of boys can come away from the conversation, you know, and, and, and not have fallen out with each other. They can just have a good go at each other, which is which what we love. So we do, because we're about to have a real good go at each other here, Paul. Yeah, well, we might fall out there because I think we've only ever actually fallen out over a podcast once or twice. Uh, yes, but yeah. I'm hoping we'll have a good we'll have a good round today because from the sounds you're making off air, you're talking scour, Damien. You're talking dumb, <laughs> and that's I'm going to channel a bit so, of a convo here. So, so can I can I clarify for the listeners what the power rankings are essentially? Yeah. So, essentially, the, the power rankings are both mine and Paul's separately. Um, assessment of where a, a, a team, a club's first team in football currently lies in terms of one to 39 on, on, a, on a chart or on a, on a table. And for me, it comes down to, sorry, not for me, this is, this is the way it is. It comes down to who would win if the two sides were playing in a, a must-win game in the next week or whatever the case may be next week, two weeks, whatever we're, we're talking about in the next couple of weeks. So that's how I'm judging the power rankings. And, and that's how I think Paul should be. But looking at your, your, your rankings, you, you clearly aren't. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's just get into it. Let's, I just can't okay. wait. I'm chopping at the bit here. So we're breaking this up into a top 20 and then the bottom 19. I think we'll only have time. <laughs> we probably only have time for the top or the, the 19 to 20, because we'll argue so much over them. But anyway, we're going to go with the top 20 um, on the McAvoy's Super Value podcast. And then over on the Die Hard service, we'll debate over 21 down through to 39. Um, so look at the big surprise to everybody is at number 20 on my rankings is Coot Hill. Um, and I think you're agreeing with me. I'm agreeing with you on, on number 20, yeah. And yeah. Coot Hill people won't be happy with that because... They weren't one bit happy, I think, when I ranked them seventh in the Intermediate Championship last year. Um, and I got a lot of grief. So actually, the official Good Hill Twitter account tweeted me a bit of guff at one stage because I think I tipped them to get relegated in the league but the year before that, but it turned out to get relegated in the Championship. But, uh, yeah, I think Good Hill are on the slide uh, at the moment. Now, they've got, they have good youngsters coming up. They're in an under-20 Division One final with an amalgamation backbone by Good Hill. So they have good young fellas coming through. But I think that Goodhill are just on current form and on the general trend we've seen in the last couple of years. Like I did they get out of the group last year. No, I think they were beaten in the quarter final last year uh, by Bally Hayes, if I remember correctly. Um was that last year? I think they were well beaten. So they did, yeah. They made didn't they make the quarter final after a playoff? Hmm, I think I think they, they scraped into it the quarterfinals anyway. But uh, yeah, I, I'm happy enough with Goodhill at twenty. For me, Goodhill are in transition. And it's that it's that it's that lovely word that essentially is saying it's 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 a a period of time when you're hoping new blood is as good as the old. And Cudhill had a very good team for for a, a good few years there. That you know they 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 were they were kind of middle bracket senior team. You know they were never going to win a senior championship, but they were they were a good competitive senior team. I think they're in transition at the moment and um, while in transition, 
I think 20 is, is, is the right spot for them. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll just have to watch them closely. So at 19... I'm just going to stop you there, David. And just, just to be clear here, you're putting a lot of emphasis on recent form, right? That's what you said to me off air, and that's what I was really arguing with you about. So you've got Goodhill in at number 20. Even though Goodhill are in Division 1 and beat Kiligari, they've won two games in Division 1. I think they beat Kiligari, and I think they also beat Lackett, if I'm not mistaken. So you're disregarding those recent results in the last couple of weeks, those two wins in Division 1, and you're putting them in at 20. I just want to mark people's card for that for when we get into this debate. <laughs> Okay, you see, you're you're completely dismissing league form when no, when it suits no, you, no, and no. and I'm 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 just taking the balance of it that if Cootill were coming up against a team that I've ranked above them in the next week or so, I think that uh, I think that 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 Cootill would be beaten. That's, okay. that's exactly okay. Where, so where so you've you've moved the goalposts from our earlier chat. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, straight into it then. Number nineteen. Who have you got? Number 19 on my rankings is Killing Care. Okay. Uh, I don't know who you've got in there, but I'll make the case for Killing Care. I think they're, I've been kind of waiting for them to click into gear in this league, and it hasn't happened. And I know they were missing players, but I think every team has been missing players. There's definitely an injury crisis in clubs at the minute. Everyone you talk to, uh, players, especially hamstring injuries. Every player, every team seems to be decimated with hamstrings muscular injuries so they probably weren't any worse off than, than some other clubs uh, and it just didn't happen for them they showed it fits and starts that they can play a ball but uh, I think they're an intermediate team so putting them at 19th in the rankings I think if anything it could be a bit generous that's putting them 6th in intermediate uh, that's probably about right if you were to say mm-hmm. like you know, if it was that the top 13 were, were senior but yeah, that's probably very right. I'd say that's probably not far off it. So that's why I had the 19th. Okay. I, I have Bill Torbett at 19th um, and Killing Care at 18th. So, yeah, well, I have, I have Bill Torbett at 18th. Okay. So where, where, I, where I'm going with is on, I think Bill Torbett um, are on the slide. I don't think that they, I think the intermediate final of 2019, yeah, 2019, that was their peak. And I don't, I don't see them at that level again. Um, I don't think the killing care are on the slide. I think the killing care are are on an upward trajectory because they're playing division one. They're 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 being exposed to that level of football for the first time. And I think they'll get better from it. And I think that killing care probably have that bit more speed in their team than than Bill Torbett. Um so I, I that's why I've I've killing care at eighteen and Bill Torbert at nineteen. Like I and I mean no disrespect. Obviously Jason is an absolute jail as is an absolute legend and Aaron Donahue like absolute stalwarts. But when your senior team has been has has a couple of forty five year olds in it, I don't think that you're you're moving in the right direction. I think Bill Torbert needs fresh blood, and I'm not sure it's coming through there at the moment. So mm. um, that's why I, I I have killing care. Ahead of Biltorbert, killing care of a couple of young bodies coming through there. Um, like Neil McCabe is out injured, probably is toward going into his towards year at senior level. Alex Sweeney, a player that's going to make an impact. Jake Norris, another young player. They've Kia McGovern and coming next year afterwards. But they've they are adding fresh blood um that would have county on the ridge experience to their to their senior team. And I think it it'll 
it'll see them get better. Um, so, and I think that they're just ahead of El Torbid at the moment. Yeah, it could, that's pretty pretty sound logic there, all right. And like, but I I don't disagree that Batorbid are, are on the slide. They seem to be a pretty Asian team. Like there'll be other be other players in the, well into their 30s on the team as well, quite a few. So yeah, they're they're definitely they were so close there in intermediate for a few years, like pushing it to semi finals and making finals and re, going to replays in semi finals a couple of times. But uh, yeah, as you say, I think that was their their prime. So for me, it was a toss up. I just about gave Viltorbit the nod there, but uh, yeah, I think that's a 50-50 game if they met. Okay, okay. Um, next up, I've gone for Drumlane at number 17. I think if we're talking about teams that are on the improvement, Drumlane are definitely, well, their, their age profile, the quality of players that they have come through, I think it's, a lot of it actually for me with Drumlane is that there is the spine of a good team already there and what they're adding to it is is quality a lot of quality so um i think from lane at 17th there, there could be the argument made that they they could be higher up here but i think that that 17th is about right looking at the the teams above them like yeah on their day from lane with with ryan Connolly, with daryl mcgorn with michael owens um you know with with Dar dolan the tubman's they have a lot of scoring options. And I think that that's something that maybe the teams below them don't have as much in the, in the forward line. Um, so I, I think Drumlane have a, have a lot of ways of beating you in terms of who can do the score and who can do the damage. I think that's, that's why I'd rank them as one of the, the best intermediate teams out there. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Now I have the bridge in uh, there and I have Drumlane in the bottom. So that's a br- big call. I have the bridge at 17 and Jermaine slightly above them. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a call, to be honest. Uh, the bridge were in the final last year. Uh, fairly well beaten in the end up, but there's no shame in that to come up against an outstanding team in Balignac. But I think they did, and I know Jermaine didn't get out of the group. That was a big uh, boo-boo by Jermaine because there were four or five points up and looking good against Bailey in the last round of the group and ended up losing it and getting knocked out. They were decimated with injuries in that game. And I think if Jermaine... If, if the things had a fallen for Jermaine, the way they fell for the bridge, Jermaine could have easily been in that final too. They were in the semi-final the year before. The bridge did benefit from the easier side of the draw, no doubt about that, last year. Uh, so <clears throat> that's why I have Jermaine ahead. I was talking to a Jermaine man recently and he, he said to me, this is the Jermaine 15 if everyone's fit. Now, obviously, if everyone's fit is a, is a major uh, doubt because yeah. what team gets their whole 15 fit these days? But if, the, if it was, their team would look something like Harry Clark, Declan Loney, John O'Dowd and Josh Marsden, Mark Maguire, Donald Monaghan and James McCall. Like that half-back line, you have a county senior quality player in Donald Monaghan at six, former county minor captain uh, at the other wing and the county under 20, both county under 20s on the wings. Keen Monaghan and Dan O'Dowd, two former county seniors in the middle of the field. Ben Monaghan, Brian Connolly and Michael Owens. Was Ben Monaghan on the county under 20s yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. So you've, and you've Ryan Connolly's on the county seniors and Owens is on the under 20s. If Gary Tubman is a former county minor, Dara Dolan, uh, who's a free scoring forward, and Darren McGoran, who's who's a really good scoring forward. So I think that 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 Jermaine team is a serious outfit with so much county experience. And I think just maybe at the back, they might just have the edge on the bridge. So that's why just there's not much in it, but I've just given Jermaine uh, the nod at, at 16 and I've gone with the bridge at 17. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In, interesting. Now, I I think 
I think at um, the reason I, I well look at, to be honest, I've I've the bridge higher than than uh, sixteen. So my my sixteen is lacking, which is a uh, uh, probably a huge call considering they're a senior team. But I I think that lacking have been and still are reliant on Thomas Galligan, Ray Galligan, and we're reliant on Niall McKiernan and James Galligan. And after that, now in fairness, Killian Galligan has stepped up an awful lot, but I, I don't see enough of the rest of the Lacken players stepping up. And I think they're on the slide. I think they're, they're, they're coming back into the pack and they're, they're, they're going to have a huge fight on their hands to stay at senior level this year, I think. Now, the reason I, I looked at it almost as in as a head-to-head with Butler's Bridge, and I think Butler's Bridge, their forward line would actually beat the Lacken back line. I think that they, they'd take them on a run, and, and, and I think that they could clean them out. Like so Quivine O'Reilly, Fintan O'Reilly. And I, so I have Butler's Bridge up in 15, um, two spots ahead of drum lane. I just think Quivine O'Reilly at club level in Cavan, we've seen enough evidence that there's very few teams can handle them. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know that that's it's getting any worse. I think Fergal Flanagan now can afford to play in the half back line for Butler's Bridge. I think with Cahaletti coming into that team, Paddy Flynn playing in the middle of the field, it it gives them the balance that they need across the team. Um, that that I I think we're seeing Butler's Bridge actually making huge strides towards winning a, an intermediate championship this year and now whether they win it or not is is going to come down to they'll have to have two or three very big performances but for me lacking are, are heading in the other direction and i don't i haven't seen it and that says they're going to turn it around they're in in the league form um and if thomas galligan manages the or ends up having a quiet day at the moment for lacking i don't see them winning a lot of games um, so that's why I, I have I have Lacken at 16 and Butler's Bridge at 15 yeah I, you, you make the case well and, and in theory I agree with you that the Bridge are on the rise and that Lacken are in a bit of decline but you have to remember where they're coming from like Lacken are coming from a period where they were probably in the top five teams in the county for a couple of years they won a division one league they were, they were getting narrowly beaten in quarterfinals and replays which I think has happened twice in senior championship in the last maybe five years against Lavi and against Kassaran. They might have lost both by maybe a point or two after a replay. So Lacken are, are pretty seasoned. But what they what they don't have is a lot of pace in the team. Um, with Niall McCarran out of the team in particular, that takes away from that. Like They were definitely relying for almost all their scores uh, came from Thomas, uh, Raymond and Niall. Like, mm-hmm. I remember they playing Rammer in the championship and they scored like 2-10 or 4-10 or something like that on the day. And that was, that was typical. Uh, so, yeah, when you take Niall out of that team, now maybe he'll be back for the championship, I don't know. Uh, but I still think there's a, there's a strong spine in that team. And I think there's a lot of players in that Lacken team that would walk into the Butters Bridge team. You, the likes of David Wilson, Shane Finnegan, Craig Denos, obviously Thomas Galligan, Damien McKernan. And you've, you don't forget you've got the likes of Paul Eddy there, who, who's a class footballer, um, proven to be a class footballer. Maybe uh, hasn't kicked on or played county senior or anything like that, but like, he, was a, he was a class act player with uh, McCrory with some pats. They also have the Miners and um, you've got Killian Galligan, Mark Wilson. I, I, I think they're, look, don't get me wrong, they're in decline, but have, have does their graft intersect with, with Butler's Bridge? Just not yet, I don't think. Now, I have, I have 
lacking at 15, the bridge at 17. So it's, it's not like I have them miles away from each other, but I still think Lacken have hung in there at senior level, have been getting out of the group quite a bit. Um, they haven't won a lot of games in senior championship in the last few years, but they're yeah. still there on merit in senior level. And they're generally competing at Division One of the league. Bridge haven't done any of those things. I know the Bridge are young and they're coming up, but I still think if they were to play in the championship, and everyone, they, well, they had everyone, even without Niall McCarron, I still think there'd be very little between them. Yeah. And I pro- yeah. I'd probably back like him. Well, on your current form of betting, that doesn't really give them much of a chance. <laughs> um, okay. Then into 14, I've gone for Shercock. Um, and, and, and again, kind of reasoning above it. I think that with the Clerkins, Killian Clark, Owen Morrissey, Sean Clark, I think that they've, they have a 15, Damien McIntyre, um, you know, they, they have a 15 that are good enough to beat the teams ranked below, the Butler's Bridges, the, the Lackins, the Drumlanes, Killing Cares. Um, I think that their their 15 is strong enough. Brian Sankey, obviously, still there playing well. So I, I think where where I fear for Shercock is two or three injuries, and it, it is a weak inside. I don't think they've much else to come into it. And I think that that's where if something went wrong and you lost a, a Killian Clark and a Sean Clark, um, you know, to, to them, or particularly in the forward line of Niall Clark and, I don't think that they'd be able to handle that sort of a loss and stay at senior. Um, so I think that, that Shercock at 14, they've done phenomenally well. Like let, let's give credit where it's due here. Everybody in sundry thought that Shercock would win the intermediate when they won the intermediate it would be straight back down. And that's gone four years now. Um, so like Shercock have, have probably made the most out of, um, realistically one or two good years of, of really good footballers, which was Killian Clark's age group. Um, most of that, that Shercock team come from that age group, which played division two at underage and then was part of an amalgamation that won division one. Am I right in saying in the championship? Was Killian Clark on that minor yeah, amalgamation? That's right. Yeah. Well, they actually, they actually won too because the, the one, one with Bader as Killian and then they won it. Another one were three years later, I think, as a rally gates with Kingsford. So they did they probably all came off that group uh, of, of lads in that probably three years. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they're all so what everything down from 28, 29, 28 years of age, would it be 28 years of age down to 25? You know, they're 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 kind of at the peak of their, their powers at the moment or or very close to it. Um, with with Owen Morrissey and, and Sean Clark being the outliers um, that have come in to, to help onto the team. But other than that, there hasn't been a huge amount of players injected into that that particular three-year spell with, with Shercock. So um, I think they've done well. I wouldn't be surprised to see them holding on to senior status again this year. I think you put them up against a lacking team at the minute, and I, I, I'd see them beating them. Um, so, yeah, they're deserving 14 Spot for me. Yeah, I had them at fourteen as well, so I had them just ahead of that as well. Um, with two teams going there in senior, which I think is the case this year, like they're going to be in a battle again. But they're they're a team that has proved us wrong, and they're they are coming off a very good league. They've they've had some tremendous results in this league, like they beat they beat Baltimore, beat the Bridge, beat uh, 
bad evening against the Collins. Great win against Lara. So uh, to the draw with Dan as well, I think. So uh, Shercock are going pretty well. And probably, you know, if they stay up this year in the Championship, we probably need to reassess them because we've been kind of writing our obituary since they got up the senior. And every year they've been staying up. So they're, they're probably better maybe than we give them credit for. But this year will tell. And the, the, the unfortunate thing is that every every year that they've been written off gets closer to the year that, that the prediction will actually be right. Yeah, I, well, last, I, last year they were poor, but there was no relegation, obviously. But they still weren't the worst team in the senior championship. Yeah, well, Lara were, were worse than the last year, but uh, mm. Lara just seemed to throw their arse out of it altogether last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, at 13, then, I have Mullahorn. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Just ahead of them. I, I think... Where I have the difference for me between Shercock and Mullahorn is Mullahorn still have, as you mentioned on the podcast earlier in the week, the, the spine of the team or the vast majority of the team that won the intermediate got to an Ulster final, but they've added in a huge amount of players too. Uh, the likes of Tom Hart and Derek Cormac McGill, Matthew McGahorn, Keelan O'Reilly, um, Ryan O'Reilly. There's, there's, there's loads that has been added into that team to, to strengthen it up. So, I think that that Mullahorn, while they have to settle on their best team yet, they have options. They still have the likes of Paul the Gunner and Philip the Gunner to, to come in and give a dig out. Killian the Gunner is still exceptionally um, effective at club level. Um, now Cormac O'Reilly being out injured, and you know whether he plays or not in the next few weeks has a big impact on them as well as Gavin Brady. So for me, it's it's more that. Mullahorn have the ability to stay at senior because they're bringing through some underage that are still very young at the moment, um, and I think I think that they'll they'll just do enough. And then on top of that, you, you do have to bring into it, you know, the club history. the The fact that it's Mullahorn, they're one of the greatest teams in the in in the history, and they the belief that comes with that with the group of players that that. Danny the Gunner and Dermot Shorten, that's over them this year. You know, they've won senior championship medals. They've both captained Mullahorn senior championship medal in all of these players' lifetime. So it's, you know, it, it makes it a wee bit easier. That's why I think Mullahorn, and what's probably disappointing for a club like Mullahorn is that they're ranked at 13th, you know, but that's where I see them at the moment. I have them there as well. Like, and, like last year, they were very poor in the championship. And I know people are going to say, well, they went to extra time against against Kingsford in a quarter final, um, but the reality of their championship last year was they beat Lara, who were just were not at the races last year in the first game. They lost three matches in a row and and made the knockout stages. So I genuinely would say that's the first time in the history of the GA that a team has lost three matches successively in a group uh, competition and have gone into the knockout stages. I I can't imagine I, how else it could happen. I actually think now I'm not sure if it was three in a row, but I think Lacken lost. Yeah, the last three, but it wasn't in a row because they, okay. their, their backs were to the wall that year and they had to win a couple of games to get through. So I actually remember okay. being in the pub with a few lacking lads and they were after getting hammered that, that was 2004, they were after getting hammered by uh, uh, Barry Hayes or someone and one of the lacking boys says to me in the pub, uh, I will win it. And I was like, how much drink have you had? And they actually came back and won the championship, but they didn't lose three in a row to go into the knocker stages. So Mullerhorn just, just somehow made that that knockout stage and then well it simply came down to Killigarry <laughs> riving up lacking when they they needed to calm it down and that was mm. what got them through mm, seemed to be yeah and they went out and like they went seven or eight points up against Kingsford uh, but like over the remainder of that 
match the, the second half and the extra time period like they were, they were Kings who were st- significantly better than them so we have to really the bare bones of got to a quarter final and lost an extra time to the to the team we nearly won it flatters Mullerhorn I think so yeah t- a 13 look you can't write Mullerhorn off and they've got good men over them and they've got the pedigree and everything else but last year's form was brutal and this year's form hasn't been much better but they're going in against Cahullins and it'd be like Mullerhorn to turn around and beat Cahullins in this league semi-final yeah yeah very very possible um, okay speaking of Cahullins I have them ranked at 12th. Um, and again, I, I, now I have to say, I'm kind of questioning this one, Cuhullins, Mullerhorn. I, I think, I think Cuhullins' league form is probably why I'm ranking them just ahead of Mullerhorn. Um, I think that, that, well, obviously they're undefeated. They, they seem to have dealt with every single challenge that has come to them, whether it be Lara, who's a senior team, or or the, the, the lower ranked teams, they seem to have dealt with them quite quite comfortably and convincingly. So I, I think Cuhullins definitely making huge progress. Um, but there's still a lot of question marks about this Cuhullins team. Can they, you know, can they go on and win the intermediate championship? With a young side, a, a very deep panel, they have a lot of talent coming through. Um, but I I think that, that talent has to have its have its form day. And if I was to be honest, them and Mullerhorn is a 50-50 game for me at the moment. Evan Dowie out injured, um, you know, so it's it, it, there wouldn't be a whole lot between them. But I think just maybe a slightly stronger bench for Coo Hollands is why I'd give Coo Hollands a nod in that battle. Yeah, well, this again, the tell the tale, because like, they're meeting, so we, we know more then. But um, look, it's, it's not, people might look at this and go, why are you putting an intermediate team in at 12? But it's not the greatest leap in the world for a team like Cucullans who spent so many years a senior. Uh, they have a good few players that would have played senior championship football uh, in their panel. It's not the greatest leap in the world to bump them from potentially number one in the intermediate, which would be 14th up to 12th. I, I think that's that's pretty fair. They're looking good. Uh, they seem to have put in a huge effort. I would definitely would say that this current league uh, comes with a bit of a health warning, but they, they are looking good. And like it's only, it's three years ago since they were in the intermediate final. Could they have done yeah. what Mullerhorn have done since they got, got up? Without a doubt, because Mullerhorn have done very practically nothing since they've got up into senior. Uh, since that, they survived in a relegation playoff in 19 and like lost... lost uh, Quarter final. Lost four out of five last year, even though they were in the quarter final. Still lost four games out of five. So, Goulas could have done easily done that, just as handy uh, as Mullerhorn have. And that's why we have them at 12th. Yeah, I'm... Unfortunately, I'm agreeing with you on that too. Okay. 11th on your scale. I've got Bally Hayes. Okay. I, I, now, this is where I, I came very close between Bally Hayes and Lara. And I, I've just edged Bally Hayes ahead of Lara. I have Lara at, at 11th. Um, and I have Bally Hayes at 10th. And, and for me... I just think Bally Hayes. I, well, look at to, to go to Lara first. I think that Lara showed that they're last year that if they're not at the pitch of the game, if they're if they're not fully fit and as and using all their athletic ability, that they're a very average team. And like last year, their their performance against Mullerhorn in the first round was simply dire. 
Um, and had there been a team relegated from senior last year, I'd have been very surprised if it didn't up, end up being Lara, um, which, which was a disappointment. Now, having said that, when they're fully fit, their athletic ability is their biggest asset. And they have forwards that can score and, you know, they, they, they can play a lovely brand of football or at least they, they definitely did under, under um, Keelan uh, Milanif and, and Jody, Jody Devine. Um, I haven't seen them under new management really uh, this year. So, but I, 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 Larrard are, are a team. And I think I've said this on the podcast. They remind me so much of Drummalee in the late noughties that's, you know, good underage pedigree coming through, lots of quality, won an intermediate with a young team, but maybe got carried away by winning it and didn't ever really push on to get better and become a senior team. And that's where I'd be still worried about Lara um, in terms of this. Bally Hayes, for me, are a little bit more seasoned. And they've, they've got, I think, a huge amount coming through to still a very strong team. So, like, you're talking about the the bones of this Ballyhays team, the more experienced ones are, are Kevin Tierney's age and, and a little bit younger than that. So and if they're still only 29, 30, that sort of a general age group. So there's a lot of quality in that age group that played Division One at underage. But then you're bringing in the Gary O'Rourke's, although Gary O'Rourke's injury could actually be the one that swaps this around and lets Lara go ahead of Ballyhays. Because I think he's he's so irreplaceable to a, a team of of Ballyhays' standard, but the, the likes of um, Owen Clark at full tilt, Brian O'Rourke at full tilt, um, I think that they're huge additions to the to the Ballyhays senior team. I think that there's just a better balance on Ballyhays than there is on on Lara at the moment. That I I'd edge Ballyhays just ahead of Lara on that, but very very close between them. Yeah, but I I have Lara at ten and Ballyhays at eleven. So not much in between between them either. Um, possibly Valley is unlucky with, with their recent results. Like they're after beating Killigary, Rammer, and Kingscourt, I think, in the league, uh, which was three serious wins. Uh, but Lara seemed to be coming into a bit of form as well. Uh, after like last year, I had such high hopes for for Lara. Very impressive to win the one day intermediate. They put in a great performance away um, against their own champions in Ulster. Can I pull you on that? I, I, every time you say that. I kind of say to myself, I, I, I was at that game. They, they, they didn't put in a great performance because they, they, they could have played so much better. They played, they played well for periods in that game and showed their potential, but it took them quite a while to get into the game. And if they played the potential, they'd have won that game, but they didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, maybe it was maybe I, my choice of words is wrong there. That they didn't play well, but they showed their quality. If, if they can go up to Tyrone and not play well and come away with it with an unlucky one point loss, I think it was or two point loss. Because you remember Arva, who were mm. I felt were a very good intermediate team with, with great score forwards, went up to Tyrone and intermediate and got beaten out the gate. So yeah, uh, that that suggested to me that Lara were were exceptionally good intermediate, intermediate champions, especially when they won the cabin final. At a one and a half time against Batorbit, which takes a bit of doing because Batorbit were rarely beaten heavily like that. That's why I thought Lara were, were something special coming up at intermediate. But last year, just just brutal, absolutely shocking in the championship. They were an absolute champion. So we're starting to see see more of what Lara can do properly this year. So uh, yeah, I, that's why I have them at ten. Who's your Who's your nine, Damien? It's going to get interesting there. 
my nine is going to be different than your nine, I'd imagine. Yes. My nine is Lavi. I have them outside the top eight for the first time in I don't know how many years. And the reason for this is is all is not well in Lavi. I I don't I don't think all is 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 a hundred percent right at the moment. Like Carl Duke's situation still hasn't been resolved, and I don't think Lavi have the depth that they can afford to do without a player like Carl Duke. Um, and the 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 defeat to Lara at the weekend puts them back down. Now it's going to sound stupid because I've Lara down below Lavi, but I do have Lavi ahead of Lara because of their pedigree over the last few years. Um, I, I was I was winding you up off air about about this, but like Lavi, Lavi's championship and Lavi's leagues are completely different things. And if if Lavi go out against a, a Ballyhays or a Lara in the championship, I do see them beating them in in a, in a. I, I, obviously, they can't meet Ballyhays in the championship, but I do think they have the experience and they they rise their game for championship every single year. But. I still think Lavi are, are are on a wee bit of a slide here. And when all isn't 100% right, they they, they they need everything to be 100% right for them to be in the top bracket of the senior teams in this county. And I just don't think it is quite right now. I've seen them against Mullahorn. And while they always looked like winning it, they didn't look like winning it comfortably at any stage, which, you know, they're they're, they're not scoring freely. Um, now Shane Tierney's only coming back and he didn't play against Mullerhorn but I just like he played against Lara scored two points or three points um, you know Shane Tierney is, is is more quality than that and maybe Shane Tierney without the Carol Duke the Batman and Robin sort of duo maybe he's not as effective yeah I hadn't thought of that yeah look there's no doubt Duke is Duke is a big loss because he's an absolute battering ram there full forward and he, he just causes havoc in there, and he, and he's he's probably a better footballer than he gets credit for as well. Like he, he, he can play ball as well, uh, so he's a loss there. Hopefully, they'll get that sorted for for the championship. But um, I actually went through the stats earlier because you were winding me up and you were telling me you were going to put Lara ahead of Lavi, and I was like frothing at the mouth there. But uh, if you, here's a question for you: Lavi have played 28 championship games uh, from 2016 to 2020, so. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Over five seasons, played 28 matches in the senior championship. How many matches have they lost in normal time? In normal time, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Um, four. Seven. They've lost seven matches out of 28. They've drawn a huge amount. They have, but a lot of those draws were in the group stages, so it wasn't extra time. Okay. Uh, they were beaten last year, it was, a, it was, in, a, it was in the knockout stages. Um, They've lost seven matches out of the last 28 in normal time. So they've lost eight out of 28 where they've actually gone out, taken the field and come off the field and haven't been beaten, which I think is an incredible record. Like they only lost eight out of 28 in the senior championship. Now, they've drawn a lot of games, definitely. Mm. But the only teams that have beaten them in the championship from 2016 to the present day are Rammer, Crushlaw, Cavan Gales, Kassaran and Kingscourt. That says all you need to know about Lavi. The only teams that have beaten them are the best probably the best five teams in the county. I think almost everyone would rank those teams, at least four, if not all five of those teams in the top five in some order. So I think I think Lavi deserve a lot of respect. But So you have them way, way higher, obviously. Yeah, I have them eight. And, and nine. <laughs> I have them eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I would have them higher, only that for the same reasons you said, that that they're going poorly. And I've seen them having poor leagues before, but they seem to be particularly a, a low ebb at the minute. Um, hmm. like I saw them like, against, against Ragoon in the first round, and I was disappointed with them. I know that was the first game back after a long layoff, but uh, yeah, that's why I had to make it. Look, I'm not writing them off. They're still eight. I still see them making a quarterfinal. Okay, okay. Who have you ninth? I've got Balignard at ninth. Okay, okay. I've Balignard eight. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think look, there's not going to be much between those. Like Balignard, we were, we were talking about Lara, or I was talking about Lara as being an outstanding intermediate team. Balignard are an outstanding intermediate team. Like they absolutely cruised to it. It was a pity there was no Ulster last year because Balignard were oh. absolutely flying when it came to it. Yeah, absolutely yeah. flying. I, I'd have said, I genuinely would have said if there was an intermediate Ulster championship last year, Balignard would win it. I, I genuinely think they would have. They, for me, they are, they, they were the most convincing intermediate winners of, I'm trying to think back to another dominance true. Like I know that they were beaten in the group stage by Cuhullins, but they weren't at full tilt. Once they got the full tilt, nobody touched them. You know, yeah. they were, they were very, very strong. And, and I, I wouldn't, that's why I have, I have Balanya ahead at eight because I don't rate them as an intermediate team or anything close to it. I think that they're ready to push to be a top eight senior team. The the, the big problem there is the issues with their goalkeeping at the minute. They swapped goalies yes. at halftime the last day. And Patrick Carroll, I think, is injured. I think, mm. he, I think he got a bad injury was in one of the games there. So I don't know how bad that is. <clears throat> Excuse me. So like he's irreplaceable at fullback. Um, but like Timoney is outstanding yeah. obviously centre back McDermott is a one man army and Shane Finnegan has really stepped up his game the last few weeks he's playing out of his skin at the minute Thomas to... Smith has added to his game another outstanding he put in a huge performance scored shot the lights out in one of the games can't remember exactly mm. what he scored it was a 1-8 or 1-9 or something like that um, Kevin Smith consistently there Thomas Moore now you're looking at you see, they've got a lovely balance, I think. I think Balanya have your, from your, your Thomas Moore age group, well, obviously, Porrick O'Reilly's a little bit older, but for, from that down through Thomas Moore to Niall McDermott, Kevin Smith, all that in around the, the 29, 30 mark, and then you're going down, you've got more coming through of quality of as, as young as Cormac Timoney, um, but, you know, Thomas, Thomas the Bun, the Finnegan's, there's there's a huge amount of quality in that Balanya side and and I just think that they're I, I I fancy them to make a quarter final this year in the championship and if they got the right quarter final I wouldn't be surprised to see them in a semi. It's possible. It is possible. Um, I would like to see how they're going to fare out against some of the top teams. Of course, they seem to be a bit ahead of them there at the weekend. Yeah. But I mean, you you don't. You know, as you say, the right quarter final, you don't necessarily have to play a crush law in the quarter final, it depends on where the draw falls. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely could see them making it, make it a quarter final, no problem at all. Depending again, depending on the draw, but if they were to get some of the you know, some of the lower ranked sides, maybe get two two wins there, maybe they could pull off a win against a Gauna or a Kiligari. Uh, I don't know if they could beat Rammer, uh, crush law, Cavan Gales. Um, I'm not sure if they could if they'd beat those or Kassaran, but. They did beat Kassaran in the league. So yeah, look, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be in the mix for an awkward spot anyway. So I think they're worried their spot in there. Ninth for me and eight for you. 
Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Right, right. Um, okay, so Lav, you're into your, your, your top eight. Um, I think we agree on seventh. But again, and 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 these Killigary are my 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 kind of. I I nearly see a wild card because I I can't trust them. There's no trust there at the moment yet for them to say that they are in the top eight. But you don't have a strong relationship with a trust them. Well, that's exactly it, and 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 I'd say we're still in the infancy of our relationship, or maybe maybe Killigary's cheated on me once, and I'm and I'm still kind of cautious about letting them out for a night out you know <laughs> i but i think on, on paper on paper is where i'm putting killigary on seventh because they have well, many county seniors have they got ocean brady key and riley martin riley uh, connor smith so they have four starting county seniors more than any team in the county i think i'm right in saying from the tyrone game um Matty McKenna is a county senior of standard when he's injured, injury free. So, and and then they're, they're littered with talent, a lot of talent coming through as well, um, and experience as well. Like Paddy Galligan and goals brings a huge amount of experience to it. Um, they're they're shuffling the deck a bit as well, which I think was needed. They're you know putting Ryan Brady in at full back to have a look at him traditionally in midfield, and there's a bit of bit of cut, a bit of steel to to Ryan Brady when I seen him against Calvin Gales. Um, they've the two Moonies coming in that are exciting, really exciting prospects. Um, I, I, I think I think Killigary should push on if they can be mentally strong enough to do it. This should be the year that that, that we see Killigary push on and have an impact on the senior championship. Um, but I sound like a that 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 could have been played from last year as well, to be honest. Yeah, look, they had to draw a line on the last year because, like last year, losing a lot of games in the last couple of minutes in winning positions, like lost by a point to the Gales, lost to Garner with a late 1-1 or 1-2, Garner got out corner of fame. Mm. Uh, the Lacken loss was just, just, was it a loss or a draw? They lost the Lacken, I think. Criminal. Criminal. I think, I think, it, was a, I think it was. Yeah, was it a draw? Might have been a draw. Not beating Lacken anyway, it was absolutely criminal. Yeah, um, like it was all set up for him to let Mullerhorn into it there. So, yeah, I, I think they just need to draw a line on the, on the last year, and they're loads of quality. That's why we were ranking them seventh last year. I ranked them sixth, but they got to go and do it now. Like they, they had a good win, it could be three years ago now, where they beat the Gales in the first round, uh, and I remember them beating Rap, Erden, Erden I remember them beating Rammer in, in Lavi as well. Um, yeah. might have been that season or maybe the following year it's all blended down there it wasn't last year um, but yeah I, I, that's that's Killigary all over so did they draw with Rammer in in Lavi last year possibly so it was very close I remember I was at that game and it was a late rally 
think they drew it, Rammer, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, they're, 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 look, it's, they show glimpses of the potential that's there, but they, they, they don't put it consistently together. Yeah, no, last year they lost by a point to the games, lost by two points to King's Court. I think they let in two goals maybe in the second half of that game. They lost, yeah, it was but, in Kingspan Breffney. Yeah, yeah. They lost um, by a point to Garner and then they played Lacken in the last round and they drew 2-7 to 13. So, um, oh, it must have know, been the year before then. There was yeah, the, cheaper. Yeah, and like they've drawn with Castellan before as well in the quarterfinal. So like they, they've shown that on their day they can compete with the best teams and beat them yeah. sometimes. So they just need to kick on. So I, I'd like to see them kicking on because they're a young team full of, full of ability. Um, so and it would be good to see a new team come in there and shake it up a bit as well. Okay, in sixth, who have you gone for? Erna. Interesting. Kings Court. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be slated. I could be easily slated here. But I'm going to be slated for this because you're talking about last year's beaten finalists after a replay, um, and this is where current form. Um, is is swaying me quite a bit on on Kings Court, like last year. I think we ranked them outside of the top eight last year. I did it. I think something around that. Um, but I'm not convinced on Kings Court this year. Now it comes with the caveat that Barry Riley is out injured. Joe Dillon is out injured at the minute. They're missing pretty much their entire half back line. Um, I, I expect Barry Riley to be back in the next two weeks. He should be okay to play for championship. But I'm not hearing great reports that Joe Dillon is going to be back. Um, not that sure what situation is with John Oates, if he's going to be fit to be back in there. And I think that the Kings Court, I think Kings Court were, were, were very close to their maximum last year, getting to that county final. Um, and as you say, it was it was one big performance against Cavan Gales where they, they, they performed really, really well. Mullerhorn could have pipped them. They, they were quite good in the group stages, in fairness. They were consistent. Well, they were consistent in the group stages, but they got a dream draw, really, because they got Lacken, Killigary, um, Lara and Shercock. So they ended up... Mm. Kingsford made the semi-final. So obviously at the end of the group stage, there's a, there's a table ranked table. from 1, one to 12. Kingsford made the semi-final and by the time they went to the semis they had beaten 8, 9, 10th, 11 and 12th which was just a dream run really like they topped the, the group but you, know, you can only beat what's put in front of you and it, it, they went in against Calvin Gales as massive underdogs turned in a brilliant performance and beat the Gales out to get that even Th- then they went in against Crush Law as underdogs and drew with Crush Law the first day so and had the win should have won it well. should have won it the first day really so, Keane Shackleton's free or or haul down the um was it Mark Stewart? Mm. Yeah. You know, haul him down outside the forty-five and, and and get fifteen players behind the ball. It was poor game management by Kingscourt that saw them not win the county title last year. Yeah, they should have won. They should have won in the end up. Um, so that says to me that we cannot ever again disregard Kingscourt the way we did last year. Like last year, I think I ranked about ninth or tenth, or possibly. Possibly eight, but we were. I think I remember saying there's no chance of going to win the championship, which is stupid talk because Kingscourt are a championship team. They'll raise their game. They were, what, the thing is, when it comes to the business end of it, Kingscourt will actually embrace the challenge and they'll fully believe that they could win the championship because every player on their team either has a championship or has a brother or a cousin or a friend or a neighbor who has won the championship and it's grown up 
with the cup coming into their school on the Monday after the team won wins the championship. So they're a bit aimed, like Mullahorn. A bit like Mullahorn, yeah. Well, look, he should have done it more in, in the last few decades. But yeah, but their their aim is to win the championship and they, they won't shy away from it when they yeah. if, if the opportunity arises. So from that point of view, if they can negotiate the early rounds, I remember doing an interview with Gavin Shane uh, last year or like before the before the long before the championship last year, and he was saying, Look, we always think if we can get through the early rounds, um, get a good draw in the quarterfinal. He says, From there, he says, We'll we'll be confident we win the championship. And last year, was I, I can remember um, joking with him like the, the cocky king sort of so last year was a prime example of that. That's exactly what happened. The draw fell kindly for them, and they loved yeah. to come down and ambush the Gales. And, and there you go, they, they ended up nearly winning them. Yeah, definitely. The reason I have gone above them is that all of the aforementioned qualities of King's Court, as in they look around and they've got senior championships, they, you know, all, all of that is in Gauna. But I actually think Gauna then are, are, are that conveyor belt has started to churn up more quality again. And on a team last year that I know that they, they didn't hit any, any sort of consistency or any highs, but they've added in quality in Cormac Brady, Ryan Brady, Connor Casey um, are all coming in to add on to that senior team and they're adding, adding depth in that quality. So they, they potentially have a starting forward line of Tiernan Madden, Kean Madden, um, Connor Madden, Oshin Pearson, Robbie Fitzpatrick, um, you know, Connor Casey, Ryan Donahue. You, you could TJ Fitzpatrick, you could keep going deep into it. There's they have seven, eight really good quality forwards and now they don't have to worry that like Connor Brady comes in adds, or Cormac Brady comes in and adds to the back line Ryan, Ryan Brady goes into middle of the field allowing Connor to come to centre back um, steadies it up Ryan McGahorn at full back uh, you know is, is, is flying there Mark McKeever can hold a position in that back line the team is littered with county players whether it be on their age or senior and that's why I think Gauna, Gauna's coming. It's just when it actually happens, you know. And and given the history of Gauna, it's very unlikely that they won't come. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, and the same names are popping up again. If you look at their run last year, like they, they lost by a goal to Rammer, they drew with Lavi, they beat Kiligari, they drew with Casaran, uh, and now I think they were, to be fair, they were well beaten by Crushaw in the quarter final. It finished up five or six points, but there had been maybe ten points there. And I came came back into it. mad goal in it. Yeah, the crush law got jittery that day, kicked a lot of wides. But yeah, um, but still, there was enough there that that would suggest that if they could add another ten or twenty percent, that they'd be right there. And they've, they've added a bit. They've certainly added something this year. So it's just a matter of how much they've added. The championship will tell us that. Okay, so you you have Kingscourt ahead of Gauna. I'm right just, about, just about, but it, I mean, I'm not absolutely concrete on that one. I could be swayed. <sighs> okay, I I don't I, I I'd imagine we're fairly close then for our top four. Uh, I have Cavan Gales in at fourth, which is a big sea change for me. Um, but I I I I think that's I've been persuaded by you over the last couple of years, and and if this is the year that Cavan Gales actually do it, I'll never speak to you again. Lovely. Come, uh, come on again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I do think Cavan Gales are just 
they're going to be missing key players. And that's, that's, the, that's the reality of the situation that's in it. And without those key players, without key players, I think they're a bit behind the tree that I've ranked above them. Um, now, the funny thing for me is, like, if you take back a couple of years ago, Gowna against Calvin Gales out in Lacken, and Gowna were a young upcoming team at that stage, Gowna have, should have only gotten better. Wouldn't have lost really many players. Maybe Niall Madden um, hasn't played this year anyway, but I wouldn't rule out seeing him actually. Although come September, Wexford's a long way away, so no, I, I'd imagine he wouldn't be wouldn't be available. Um, it's the same distance away, right? Yeah, but when you're a teacher, <laughs> it's not the same distance. Um, but no, I I I. I I think Gowna, Calvin Gales are kind of nearly passing in the night, um. And but Gowna is coming up with 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 a real crop of youngsters that are that are adding to the senior team every single year and will continue for another couple of years. Um. But I still think Gales are just maybe slightly ahead, even though at the weekend, Gowna did did beat them. But you know, three seven three goals from open play is all Gowna scored against Calvin Gales. Um. You know, Calvin Gales had a had more missing than Gauna had at the weekend. And I think that they'll have them back. Trogrode back into that game at the weekend and probably Calvin Gill's win it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't argue at that point, but I actually think the Gills have more chance this year than they had in other years. And what's um, wrong with you? No, I'll tell you why. <laughs> it, it, took, it took you a while to cop on to me. You finally copped on and now you're wrong. <laughs> no, I, I think that they badly needed an infusion of young players. Badly, because... They were the oldest team in the competition. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they they were they were expecting to win a championship uh with fellas who were who were probably past their best. And I think they have brought in a good few young lads this year. Now the championship Owen, Owen Galligan in the full back line. Um this is his first year that we've seen him play. He was eligible last year. Jack Tully, we've seen a bit of him last year, but not a lot. And Emmanuel Sheehu. They've been consistently starting for Calvin Gates throughout this league. And I and I think you're you're hundred percent right. That's that's been the infusion that they've needed. They needed that. Their championships are different beasts, and um we'll we'll know more about those fellas when we see mm. them in the championship. But they've done by all accounts those young fellas have done really well. And the Gales needed that. Obviously, they've got Garoda in there, he's settled in, in the second year, and that's a huge help to them as well. So they're gonna be I think they are gonna be that little bit stronger this year. They had a bit of dead wood on the team there for a couple of years, and they've probably cleared a bit of that out. Their management have stayed with them, uh, so I think they are going to be a bit stronger. Yeah, I think it is always an advantage. So, um, yeah, I've got the gains. I've actually got it, the gains in a three. I've just changed my opinion, Eric. Got the gains in a three now. Oh, that's a big call. Like for me, with 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 Calvin Gales, if you go through them with everybody available, you're going to have a, a full back line that possibly has Evan Fortune. Barry Fortune, two county seniors, or or well, Barry's no longer, but um, he still has the quality to do it. Um, and maybe Owen Galligan stays in there at corner back. You've you've Luke Fortune there, Niall Murray, Stephen Murray, Kevin Meehan that could all play kind of half back line. Um, Levi Murphy maybe in in, in as well. You're you're looking at Garrod McCairn in the middle of the field with Paul Graham. Um, you know county senior quality in fairness. And then they, they get into the forward line where I think Paul O'Connor back in playing at full tilt. Martin Dunn still going well. Jack Tully, Emmanuel Sheehu, Andy Graham. Um, you know, you've, you've Porrick Sexton. You've, you've quite a good bit of talent in that 
that team there that it's good enough to be definitely competitive with any team in the senior championship. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Absolutely, um, they should be right there. Like I think they're, you know, I did write them off the last few years, but something tells me that this year they might just be a little bit rejuvenated. I think, I think that says more about your your character than anything else. When 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 the world is saying one thing. <laughs> Alfred Patrick says another. I know, yeah, that is actually true. So I, I try to weigh that up as well. That's an extra factor I have to weigh up. But uh, yeah, so I, I had Castoran at four and I've just flip-flopped on that. I originally had them at three, but I've changed that. And maybe I'm reading too much into uh, the recent game itself between Castoran and um, and Rammer. But it reminded me of a quote of a quote I read over the weekend about James McCarthy. I think it was Darrow Shade that said it. He said James McCarthy suddenly began to look old all of a sudden. And yeah, some of the cast around boys looked at that day. They just looked like Jesus. I was like, Jesus, suddenly I started to think twice about Cast Around. I think there's a lot of miles on the clock here. Unbelievable players, unbelievable servants of the club, and unbelievable men from what they kept coming back from defeat and kept going and you know, they probably felt we were the best team in Cavan. We just don't have the medals to show it. And they just kept going until they had the medals to show it and they became the best team in Cavan. But I don't know if you can keep that going indefinitely without freshening up the team. Even Dublin weren't able to do it. Dublin did try to freshen up the team, but the same quality wasn't there. And uh, they were they eventually got caught. Darrow O'Shea, I was trying to find a quote in his column today. He was saying, we all know what, what Dublin's best six backs are. And he listed them out, like Fitzsimons, David Bourne, uh, McCarthy, Morton, uh, Johnny Cooper, and John Small. And Small. So he says, like, you effectively know what the best six packs are in that team. And he said, you don't have players chomping at the bit to try and get like terriers at their heels to try and get those jerseys on, on the Dublin team anymore. Like they tried McDade and they tried uh, Lehif and all those lads. And they were there for a while. Yeah, Johnny McMahon. They, they tried all those and it didn't work out. And I think that the same might be said. For Casaran, maybe that Casaran backline, and I hope they don't take offense at this. But, uh, you know, that it was always the absolute powerhouse of their team. They were the, they were so similar to me over the years. Only difference was they got over the line. They were powered on by strong, aggressive, athletic backline, particularly their half backline. But the full backline was an absolute hell's kitchen as well. Brilliant, brilliant players. Uh, but how long could you keep going there? Plus, there's even more pressure on those lads now. To, to win their own battles at the back because you don't have the same quality up front. I just don't think... You take out Sean Brady, Ronan Flanagan and Kia Mackey, that's three attacking players, three of the best players the club has ever produced. That has to weaken your attack. And I know Oshin O'Connell is still there and he's, he's brilliant. And Kia McCabe has really stepped up and he's starting to be probably the leader in there now. But it's still, I still think that their attack has to be blunted a bit. So I, I wonder about Kassarahan... I think it's a good bit, they have a long bit of road back to actually go back and win the championship. Make a final, yeah. Uh, be at the business end, they will be. But to actually come back and win the championship, I think it's a big ask of Casaran. I have them up, I have them at fourth because I think they'll beat, they'll beat everyone below them. And they'll probably be maybe a team above them as well. But they mightn't beat them all. So that's why I only have them at fourth. Uh, but Casaran, they're like the mm-hmm. guys. They're box office. They're a fascinating team to look at because it's such an odyssey. And uh, they've given us so much, like as, as supporters and even in the media watching them. But I just have my doubts if Casaran are going to get their hands on another one without bringing in another three or four players. And they have they have brought in players like Young McGarry's a really good player. They have brought in players, 
uh, but I don't well, know if they brought in enough quality. The, the funny thing is that that for me, I I think where Castle Rahan are in danger of it. Now I have them ranked in third ahead of Calvin Gales, and for the simple reason that I think that they have the belief if it came down to us in a in a game in Kingspan Breffney, I think it was twenty nineteen, where they were just a superior side. Um, and I, I think they still have it. I don't think they're, they're, they're that old on it yet. But like the Gales, they need the infusion. Now, they have done bits of that. Like Carl Cosgrove has been a consistent performer now for two or three years. And I think he's getting better. I think, mm. I think this year he's actually stepped up another gear. I think where Kia McCabe has been, like against Calvin Gales, he was, he was probably the best performer. Sorry, Gerald McKeon was the best performer on the field, and Keen McKibble was next to him. Um, you know, so I think he's and, and he's only going to get better, like he's only 19 years of age. Um, I think where what they're going to need to get to, uh, to, to really have an impact and possibly win a senior championship this year is Ushin Kiernan has to be the player of the year, he has to be the best player in the county, which he's well capable of doing. Mm. But he has to be that player in the forward line. I think they, they need him there because Ocean O'Connell and Enda Flanagan on the inside line, I think they're going to do a huge amount of damage. Um, Enda Flanagan has to hold discipline. That's going to be vital for Castle Rahan um, because you know they, they should have beaten Calvin Gales. If it, or Sorry, they should have drawn with Calvin Gales if Enda Flanagan just held his head um, in that league game. But I, I still think there's enough. Like, Paul Smith's going to play from, from what we're here, and he's played some of the league games already. Stephen Cooney, Fergal Riley. They're still very, very good and uh, like uh, throughout the defence. I think that they're solid. End O'Connell. Mm. You know, I, I like, think... All, see... those, all those fellas you named, Damien, they're all outstanding. They're brilliant. And, like... Uh, I don't see too many teams beating them that easy. That's, that, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. You put Endo O'Connell, Stephen Cooney, Fergal Riley, any of those lads out against most forwards of the club championship, and they'll hold their own, or if not get the better of them, without a shadow of a doubt. But the, the thing is, I, so physically, they're fine. I actually think they're fine, but I'd be a little bit concerned about the impact of losing those three fellas from around the dressing room and about to contribute on the field, and also um, just the mental lag that it takes to, to keep going at it year after year after year after year, because like they had seven or eight that played in that league game against Rammer a couple of weeks ago who played in 2011. And that's a long time ago in football terms. And they've played a lot of long seasons and going into Ulster and playing league finals in the depths of winter and everything else. And like there's serious miles on the clock. There wouldn't be many players knocking around the county who have played as many games as some of those fellas have. Uh, so, look. I do I do think actually in the back line, though, they're, they're going to need Sean O'McGarty. I think he, he has the the quality to add something to that backline. And very few players would, but I think they need they need his injection of speed. Um and in 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 particularly in Kingspan Brefney, that's something that that is going to be a huge advantage. So they need to continue to add to the team. I, I, I don't think I think while taken away from last year, obviously Ronan Flanagan and Sean Brady, they need to replace it with something. And Sean O'Megerty while not in the same positions, he he could free up somebody maybe to come up into that forward line a wee bit or, or, or battle towards the middle of the field. So um, it definitely, if Castle Rahan go like they did last year, don't think they win it. But 
so they have to change something to win it this year coming. Um, yeah, like, I, I, and they were still so close last year. Like they were still yeah. went to extra time with the eventual winners in the semi final. Like so, uh, look, a, a big fall for Grace for Castellan would be like not to make a semi or not to be competitive in a semi. So that'll tell you the standard they've set for themselves. And I think they will, they will make it a semi and will be competitive. So they're, they're not going that far away. But I do think that it's hard to keep it going every year without a good infusion of, of youngsters. Hmm. Okay, so I, I can only imagine then we're, we're agreeing on two and one. I have Rammer at two and Krushala at one. You hardly have a, a change on that. No, no, that's the same as I have. It's, uh, I, 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 think, I think that they, they are. Now, the debate could be made, for me, the debate could be made that Rammer, Castle, Rahan could swap. But for me, there's no debate on, on Krushala. They're, they're back in the league final. They're the reigning senior champions. They've got a great age profile. Um, you know, they, they are the best team in the county. They sure are the best team in the county, but the marriages are so fine. And Rammer will be absolutely kicking themselves last year that, that they let Crushella come back and beat them. 3-12 to 3-10, I think that game was, over in Cross Keys. Crushella, so, or Crushella, uh, Cross Keys, yeah. Yeah, they were, set, they were seven points ahead. If they'd have won that, they were going into a quarter final with a much easier draw. Um, they end up losing that game and it gave them Calvin Gales. So the Gales were absolutely chomping at the bit to get at them because Rammer had beaten the Gales well in the previous game to that. And uh, that was a major, major uh, balls up by Rammer to lose that game. Now, I'm sure you had to say Crush Law had a lot to do with it. And Crush Law were the best team in the county last year. But that was a sliding doors moment there. Like this Rammer team, really and truly, if someone had said to you on the evening of the county final in 2016 when they had toppled Castle Rahan, Look, we'll be we'll be going into the twenty twenty one championship, and there'll be no more senior championship medals won here by by uh, Rammer. I think you'd be willing to bet against that very strongly, but it, it has happened. So like they they need to start kicking on and and adding a couple of championships because they were seen as a golden generation of players, and I think they're in they're in very good shape physically. They're in brilliant shape. They're full of explosive power, speed. Mm-hmm. Like they've added Sean McAvoy in who. Who showed enough in his cameos last year off the bench to get into the county panel, and it's only this year that he's actually starting games for his club, and he's he's been brilliant in, in the games he's played. Um, and the one thing I'll say on, on on Sean McAvoy is the more games he gets, the better he's going to be. Like I, we still haven't seen the best of Sean McAvoy. I was over him at Cavan on the twenties, and I still haven't seen the best of him. But what I did see when he started to get a couple of challenge matches with us was that the games saw him improve dramatically. Um, now, look at the other side of that is he's going to go into games and be a marked man. He's going to have to deal with a lot of attention off the ball, that that sort of stuff. And, and for a 17, 18-year-old, 18 18 that's not that easy to do. But he is a special talent. And for Rammer, could you go so far as to say that that if he was fit to play in the quarterfinal last year against Calvin Gaze, that he'd have made the difference? I don't think so, but he'd have made a difference. Yeah, well, I wasn't at that one as it turned out, but it sounded like the Gaze were a good bit better that evening. So it probably wouldn't have made all the difference. But they've, they've, lots, of, they've lots of quality up there. They've a good um, bit of steel in the team, I think, this year. And that would have been something that was level around before the door bit to on the soft side. And I don't think, I think that, it's possibly overplayed a bit. I think they do have a good bit of steel 
in their team, like right from the back line up. Damien Barkey's back there at full back. Um, you know, you've got James McGee Brady. In the corner. Yeah, well, actually, Mark, you've Matty McGee in the corner. Mark McGee played a half forward the last day and played well. You've got you've got James Brady up front, who's as good a corner forward as there is in the county, or arguably the best one. And he's right up there anyway mm-hmm. uh, in the competition. Jack Brady's playing out of his skin at the minute. He's playing really, really well. Um, beside you can him, afford you, to play Brian O'Connell at wing back. Wing back, like so that's putting together a super half back line along with Adam O'Connell. Possibly the best half back line in the competition. Uh, middle of the field, Lawrence Carfrey is going well along with Liam Maguire. Um, Achille Maguire has to come back. So the flats to come back, they're, they're looking good and I expect them to make a bold bid. But at this moment in time, if I was offered a free bet on it, it's, it's got to be crushed off for me to win the championship. I just think that they've their age profile is good. They've, they've got that winning habit under their belts. Okay, James Smith's a huge loss in the middle of the field. Um, and if they can get him back, like that's going to be key. But I think they've, they've got so many ways they can hurt you. And they, they can demolish teams with their running game. Um, they're full of speed. They're full of fellas that are comfortable on the ball, well-coached. Natural defenders at the back, like Paddy Riley, John Cook. They're out-and-out defenders. So that's a thing that some clubs don't really have. Shane McVitie even coming in to, to do a... Do a a man marking job in the middle tour there as well. Like they're, they're, the, the other add-on to Krishlan, this is why I have them top, is last year they won the championship without Pierce Smith really playing a huge role. Now it looks like he's fit to play. And mm. Pierce Smith at, at top tilt is a leader. He's he's not just a great player on the field, but he's a great example for the players around and communicator. And I think adding that in is, is a huge plus. Now, do I think you're right? The margins are so fine that if James Smith doesn't isn't available, it makes their task an awful lot tougher. You know, to to retain a championship. It does, it does, and it, like I think they they could actually get by without um, a back or two or a forward or two, like because there's so much cover there. Like you've so many options up front and lots of options in the back, especially around the half back line and half forward line. But I don't think they've got huge options in the middle of the field. Like they've, they've played Peter Smith there, they've played Darren Gaffney there. Mark Stewart seems to be injured at the minute. Um, they, they don't have a massive amount of, of options in the middle of the field compared to other lines on the field. And James Smith is irreplaceable. Like he's as, mm. he's as good as any midfielder in the county. So if they get him back, and if there was talk that Darren McVitie was coming back, like I think that'd be huge. They played Paddy Lynch midfield there at the weekend. But I, I think that there's lots of teams in Cavan that have a couple of scoring forwards. A couple, um, like Brammer with James Brady. Maybe Sean McAvoy maybe is breaking into that elite group. But I don't know if there's any team. Edo Cold. Edo there as well. But is there any team that has two players in close to goal like Paddy Lynch and Darby Feedy? Um, wouldn't be too many. So I think that's a really exciting prospect for Brammer or for Krishna. So if, if he was back, I've always said it since the first time Feedy playing in close to goal, that's the place for him. I'd love to have him if I was over Krushla, I'd love to have him playing uh, as an inside forward. Because I think they've had loads of legs out the field and they've loads of, they can get by without Dara out the field, but play him in there and he'd scare the life out of defenders. But uh, mm-hmm. that's, look, we're talking about that now, about James Smith and Darren Fee. Maybe they'll have neither when it comes to the crunch. So it'll be interesting to see. It will, it will. I think Krushla, though, have a huge amount of variation in their talent. Um, and I think that that's, that's their big, big plus going into this. And, and, Mainly, as I said, this is more power. This is power rankings more than than championship prediction, um, and they are the best team in the county at the moment. 
and I, I still think they're actually getting better um, as they're coming into the championship. So, you know, making that league final, I'd expect them to win the league final against Gauna. Um, and essentially that that kind of cements them as the, as the top side. But um, it's great to see it that it's in two, in three weeks time after a round of the championship, we could do power rankings and, and we could have a completely different um, outcome from them. So that's the beauty of the power rankings. So we, we, we'll take that on. So we'll finish off uh, over in the diehard service. We have the, um, we'll have the, the bottom half of the power rankings. So we'll be releasing that tomorrow for you. Um, we'll also be looking ahead to the weekend's action in ladies football and camogie. Um, and we'll be doing our preview of the junior championship final, Cully's Craft Bakery junior championship final between Templeport and Den. So plenty of action over on the diehard service. That's on patreon.com forward slash we are cabin. Before we go, I just do want to address something um, which was a tweet um, that was sent to we are cabin by um, uh, GDA, uh, Aidan McCabe. So um, coaching officer where he just, took issue with um, something that I said on, on a, on a diehard podcast where basically I stated that we don't really do under 14, under 15 development squads in Cavan. And what I just kind of want to clarify, and I did contact Aiden to ask him to come onto the podcast to, to have a discussion about this. And he politely declined, which he's perfectly entitled to do so. But what I wanted to clarify was that I, I at no point stated that we don't do it at all we do some work with the under 14s and under 15s, but we don't do as much as the counties that are around us that are successful. Um, and, and that was kind of the point that I wanted to make. And I've, I have done my homework on this. I know from, um, from contacting other counties, exactly what's going on in terms of development squads under 14, under 15 level, and even on the 13 level um, in some counties, but we're not doing as much as the counties around us. And that was the point that I, uh, that I wanted to make. I didn't point any fingers to say that it was anybody's fault or that it was um, any particular area. I just made that, that comment that we don't really do them. And that was what I meant by it. It's not that we don't do them at all. I think we could be doing more is, is, is my point on it. But um, I did want to clarify that because I was asked to, it, in the tweet, I was asked to clarify that or, or the comments were asked to be clarified. So, um, that's exactly where they lie, Paul. Okay, Dennis. So thanks, folks, for listening to the McAvoy Supervisor GEA podcast and hope you enjoy the weekend's action. League final this weekend between Calvin, or between Gauna and Crushala and the junior championship final, which is the big one of the weekend on Saturday night.